which part of Canada are you in again? Uh, Toronto. Oh my gosh, I can't pronounce that properly, so I won't say it. <laughs> I had to practice. I had to practice. Is it that the second T? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pero pag Filipino, Toronto. You're listening to Catch Up Sessions with Mark Laguna. Season number four lets you in on my conversations with friends who sought out life in another country. It's the Great Migration. We get to hear what life's like elsewhere and some good advice in case you too are considering a big move. Enjoy eavesdropping. Catch-up Sessions. The Great Migration. Welcome back to Catch-up Sessions. This is The Great Migration. And today, we are so fortunate to have a two-in-one in this session. Please welcome Chris and Ia. Hello. Hey, Mark. Morning. Welcome, welcome. It is good morning to you. It's uh, middle of a rainy evening right here in Manila. Hi from 12 hours away. Why don't you tell us where you are right now? Right now, we are in Toronto, Canada. That is very well said. Yeah, minus the second take. <laughs> second take. Say it again. <laughs> That's true. Well, let's get right to it. First, you are newbies in Canada. Yeah. We, we're, we're under a specific category in the Canadian, what do you call this? subset called the newcomers oh newcomers that's a proper newcomers. term that the yeah. Yeah. newcomers to canada yep uh, how long has it been since you landed in canadian soil so we landed december 19 2021 not a just a couple of months now a couple mm. of months um but it was like the height of winter so it was a good um acid test for us <laughs> if you will survive the rest of the winter. yeah yeah, yeah. Because like if you can make it through winter, then you can make it through spring, summer, fall. I can literally say last season, Mark. We were here since last season. <laughs> awesome. Great to have four seasons in, in that destination. So why don't you describe to us, how did you both end up there? Oh, it's, a, it's an interesting story, Mark, because I think like most people, Canada was always kind of there, you know, it, it's on your mind, but it's mm-hmm. not something, you know, a lot of people would actually action on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's just like, what, what would it be like to live in Canada kind of thing? And, and I had cousins in Vancouver, uh, Richmond, uh, that I visited for their wedding. And th- that's the only time I think I flew all the way to, yeah, to Canada the first time during the wedding of my cousins. So it it was always there, but we never really did anything about it because we were pretty happy in in the Philippines. We were Mm -hmm. pretty happy with career, career, family, family, the life we have there. Not not too bad, but life just became shorter like one night, Mark, when, when I had like a heart attack. And mm. that was like at such a young 30. age too. Let's point that out. So I was below thirty at that time, and then it was a, it was a pretty regular day, mm-hmm. um, and then it was twelve midnight. Then you just feel this thumping on your chest, and then it woke me up. Um, and then I, I, I'm usually okay with pain. Like I have a very high tolerance for pain. 
Um, but then that night we were like, hey, should we go to the hospital? This is kind of weird. Um, but then it died down eventually. Then I, I just fell back asleep. Uh, but when I woke up, went about my regular day, there was just this heaviness on my mm -hmm. chest that like, told me that maybe we should go check it out. So we went to the hospital, you know, I was kind of embarrassed to be there because like a lot of people are like, oh, there's a lot of people here with serious cases, guys. Quote, unquote, like real emergencies. Yeah, yeah, I'm like here, this is probably maybe feeling a uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was it what I ate and whatever? But then they did the tests. Everything was normal with like the ECG, EKG. But then they came back with a blood test and the nurse was like, apparently we need to bring you to the ICU. You just had a heart attack. So it was the same wow. day. And I was like, just normally like taking my calls in the hospital because I was very sure this is just a heartburn. Mm. But yeah. Wow. I mean, that was kind of life-altering, to was, say yeah. the least. Uh, but you decided on this as a couple, right? Yeah. So something happened yeah. to you, Ia. How did yeah. you convince Chris? Or was it the other way around? To be like, let's just go for it. Yeah. She's more of me, I think. It's you. More of me, more of me. Chris so, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really made me think, like, life is really short. So, yeah. I mean, there was a pandemic, that was the minor heart attack that happened to Ia. So it really gave me at least like mm. a starting point to think now, what are the things that I want to do or I want to be able to do with Ia that we haven't done or that we haven't actioned on? Because maraming life goals or dreams or like mm -hmm. plans are like growing lang. Yeah. You, it, it's all in your mind. Like you want to do it. But then life gets in the way, you push it at the back of your mind or the back of your uh, bottom of your priority list. And then eventually it's like two, three, five, ten years down the road. And oh, what about this dream or that dream or the mm. other dream? That, you know, yeah. um, it becomes a what if for some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's more like a reflection. And I and I think one thing I learned is when I was reflecting as an individual, I was pretty content with what we had. But mm -hmm. then the other thing that you need to do is you need to reflect as a couple, which is the next step that I learned within this relationship, which is to reflect as a couple. And then that's when I realized like that was still on your mind. And then, okay, fine. Let's, let's see how that kind of aligns with our life. And yeah. then if that's something that we really want to do, let's just do it because life is short. short. Yeah. And here you both are. Hey, Chris, has it always been Canada? Was there any other place in the short list? That's a great question, Mark. Like the top two would be Australia or Canada. Mm. Uh, and actually, my brother stay, lives in Australia. He's, a, he's an Australian citizen now. Um, so that was also a top consideration. I think there were just really more opportunities and support systems for us in Canada. That's why mm -hmm. it was Canada. But yeah. Australia is also a good, a good place to consider. Yeah. Are you sure you just don't want to be with your brother within the <laughs> I mean I mean parang family to family comparison. So my brother's there, but then Ia's titas and cousins are ah, here. Ah. So, so um, yeah, two camps just in case. Right, yeah. right. And then support system wise, we have a lot of batch mates mm. uh, here in Toronto. And up until recently, well uh, there were no like uh, UP people or, or batchmates in Australia. But recently, there have been uh, a number going to Sydney. Rin. So 
it's becoming a more and more viable uh, option for those who want to try Australia. Well, yeah. quick plug, we'll have Australia soon. So oh, great! I, I'm 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 on I'm an avid listener, Mark. So I will I'll wow. be tuning in, waiting for that episode. <laughs> no, but actually, you looked at a lot of places. You looked at um, Singapore. You looked at Denmark. You looked at Aust- but the top like two that you really focused on was Australia and Canada. Yeah, I mean, those were the short list. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you said and- you both were happy and content back uh, here in Manila, why don't you describe for us what life is like then and then now? Oh, that's, uh, that's a nice question. So back then, um, we, we in the Philippines, we lived in BGC. Mm-hmm. So um, it was our first kind of property as a couple that we kind of invested on. But then when, when we were living there at that time during the pandemic, we just came home from Singapore as well. So we were already kind of on our second phase of um, living together and just building a life together. Mm-hmm. So we were living in BGC. We never went into the kitchen. We would always use grab. We would always, um, you know, we're not the best yeah. chefs books, in the world. Yeah, we, we know how to cook to survive. But then because grab was so cheap, like, okay, let's just order Frankie's tonight and all of that. So that's a regular day. Um, the office is super near. So I would just walk to the office. Chris would work from home, but then his office was also nearby. nearby it was like... Yeah. Uh, in Makati, so not not too bad. So we didn't have a car. We just kind of stayed around BGC when we needed to go home. We just rode Grab, visited our family weekends, you know, visit friends on weekends, make them go to BGC, we go to QC. That's the kind of regular chill life, yeah. preparing for like the next phase of our careers over there. That's kind of where we were. So it's very corporate, but chill. Um, balance. I, I wouldn't say chill, but corporate, <laughs> but you know, it's, for life. yeah, it, it's like we, we got into a cadence of, of, you know, a routine that we know that we like, mm. you, you work hard, but you also play hard with the money that you earn. So I guess we, we got into that kind of rhythm. And now in Toronto, how similar or different is it? It's familiar. But then it's it's very it's familiar because we're here together. But then it's very different. So Chris never went into the kitchen. Like we would store our pans in the oven. Now he's like a master chef. Wow! Like he cooks good food. Once enabled by the instant pot and the air fryer. Air fryer um, is your best friend. I'm telling you, it is. It's yeah, amazing. Like he, I never I never thought that he would cook like this much and like super super like elevated meals so do you Chef cook all of your meals now first yeah, grab yeah. Food? I'm, I'm actually so i have i have a bit more time here uh schedule wise compared to eso um i do most of the cooking and i'm actually enjoying learning it because mm. I, I never really cook and there's a lot of things to try a lot of recipes to try and i guess ingredients wise um there's a lot more ingredients here also because you have your Asian groceries, but there's also like North American uh-huh. ingredients. Yeah. Some persimmons or like oh, yeah. peaches artichokes. or artichokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so it's so accessible here. Yeah. So it's, it's a good thing to try. But what Uber Eats here, which is like the counterpart, you just can't you just can't do it every day. It's yeah. it's uh, too much. Yeah. 
Like it's it's the same. Like how much more expensive is it? So I guess it's fifty dollars here for the both of us. An average. An average for for like a a good regular meal that we would order in the Philippines. Can you peso convert that for me? How much is how much is a dollar? Convert Is it forty forty pesos or fifty pesos? It's like close to thirty seven, thirty nine. Thirty nine. So about two thousand, two thousand five hundred per meal. A meal for two. Yeah. For two, and that's not like, like a posh meal that I would expect for that price in the Philippines. Uh-huh. That's like yeah. regular package like mid year, yeah. Like chilies, like two burgers <laughs> exactly, and exactly. fries, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. We love chilies in the Philippines. So when when we were there, like a good order of frankies would be like what max five hundred, six hundred. Yeah, six hundred for both of us. It's good. So it it's just a lot, and mm-hmm. and. These small luxuries, you you'd feel really bad spending for them when you don't have the the basic stuff. Like we still don't have a bed frame, right? We don't have like a bed frame. Yeah. How do you sleep now? We have like a mattress on the floor, which is like all you need. So apparently, when we moved in our condo, which took a while to find, you you just know your bare essentials. We just had a mattress on the floor, like two work tables and two work chairs. That's it. That's mm. all you need in life to and start. Then, and the working kitchen. Work, and a yeah. working kitchen. Very very true. And then when we started out, because when you move to when you move your life, you don't have all your resources, so mm-hmm. you have to prioritize what to kind of get first. So we had a list of which to prioritize based on you know how much we wanted to be flexible for 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 the month we started with like an air fryer that we loved an instant pot that we love um so you know make the equi- uh, the kitchen well equipped yeah mm-hmm. and then like move on to the next place yeah. which is the living room yeah. which is this couch is a major investment as well that, uh, i saw chris had to put by himself i guess yeah so <laughs> side, side note lang, side quen, um we love this couch so we had the same couch in singapore um that couch we had brought home to manila yeah and then, of course you're gonna bring that couch to canada so we are we bought the same thing in ikea canada the same exact model yeah. but ikea Our, for the win Sisterhood but, of the traveling couch, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but to your point, you like Chris had to kind of build the couch himself. Like when we were in Singapore, I remember I hired the IKEA um kind of employees to kind mm. of come home and build it. And then in the Philippines, similarly, like it was it was part of like the the moving package. Put it for you. Yeah. So we were like, oh. Let's see how this goes. So far, it's it's thirty. It's good. Are you bound with Mark? Yeah. So I mean, that that's like the home stuff, deba. Right? How life is mm. different or the same. Um, I think generally, like in terms of living or like the outside world or North American or Canadian culture, it's also uh-huh. it's also a bit different but similar in some aspects. So mm. a good quote that like one of my friends told me was. American culture is like uh, a cultural melting pot, right? mm-hmm. but Canada culture is a cultural mosaic. Oh, what does that mean? So if a melting pot is like a mixture of all different cultures and then it becomes like one, one stew or whatever, a mosaic is like, if you zoom out, 
um, it looks like one picture. But if you zoom in, you can see the different individual pieces that make mm. up that that mosaic. Yeah, it's very distinct. Yeah, so yes, there's a Canadian culture, but they're very inclusive of of other cultures, preferences. No, but I think that's that's the term. Like I remember also Mark Evelyn um, when she was talking because she's like the BNI head in the Philippines. Uh-huh. Um, so this one really stuck to me when she said, you know, diversity is great, but that's just the first step. It's inclusion that you want to mm. make sure is is also there within an organization. And DNI in the Philippines, we're, we're striving for it. We're making great strides. But here I saw like how it's not a homogeneous society. Like you, you don't see the, a lot of the same, same you know, people who look like you. Uh, yeah. So it, it's just amazing how every, everything just gels together, um, even though everyone's so different. So that's one of the big things that I realized, even like going to work now. So a regular day would be me going to the office twice a week now and then work online sometimes. So my team would be um, a lot of um, different people as well different backgrounds cultures locals people from you know immigrants as well so it's it's a great mix so canada is a place where they have truly embraced this inclusivity i think in every place they're they're on a journey yeah Yeah, the so i think they're they're way ahead on the journey Mm. and they're they're kind of figuring out you know the next level of that inclusion there are still challenges i guess but then they they've done they they've done uh, great things to be inspired about I guess. Did you did either of you know of this before coming or it was a ooh welcome surprise? I think the inclusivity the diversity like one of the main draws of Canada. So and that's a pro list. It's a pro, yeah, definitely uh-huh. it's a pro. Um, and you know we have friends and family here. We talk to them. We ask them. But you, it's really something different when you experience it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like it's great that everyone is so inclusive and everyone is so, um, like, you know, it's just a normal way of life. But at the same time, it's also very, I guess, us for Chris, difficult to kind of find a circle, I guess, also that you you have, like, common things to talk about, mm-hmm. common experiences to to um to discuss i mean we have a great support system like a filipino community here as well that we love uh, but then trying to meet people outside of the filipino community that's also very difficult right yeah. now like especially as newcomers diba? Yeah. um i mean your first level of network naman talaga is like, um, friends family mm-hmm. friends of friends yeah. uh, maybe alumni so there's a nice there's a great up, Ooh, UP. Alumni association yeah, yeah. There's an alumni association of UP in Toronto, so that that's great. Um, but yeah, at least for me, I'm, I'm currently studying, and it's hard for me to network outside of the Filipino community, as yeah. opposed to Iana. She has colleagues and um, co-workers. So work is one window to meet, I guess, local friends, mm-hmm. but then... You know, um, outside of work, you know, you don't want to be be calling your colleague in the weekend, which is like a normal thing already in the Philippines for us. That's yeah. why it was kind of comfortable. But then we need to look for our own hobbies that we want to do outside of work so that we can meet new people yeah. and talk about like common things. Because it's not as if you can talk about, you know, your school before or, you know, where you're from and all of that. It's, it's, it's very different. Starting from scratch is... is a- Different, different, fresh, fresh start. Fresh start can yeah. be good and bad, or my mm-hmm. challenges and my my benefits. Then, 
But I guess it's the challenge that we said we wanted to do at this point in our life. And, you know, given everything, it's just too much of a what if not to right. explore. Right. So this is so part of the deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, is there one thing that you both wish you knew before dropping in to this foreign land? Ooh. One thing that you wish you knew. What was one thing that you wish you knew? The best time to catch up is now. Catch up sessions. Context mo I think E and I are both pretty analytical. Well, we're planners, so mm. I think there's a bit of like analysis paralysis on our part. So we really tried to cover all bases. Uh-huh. So from like the social aspect to like the financial aspect to the transition aspect. But I think one thing, if ever, like I would have prepared more for was like the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How bad was it? Or good? I don't know. Well, coming from like a really tropical region, it's, it's, it's one thing to travel um, to countries that have winters. Man, it's a different thing to to live in a country for a long time that has winters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I I guess you mga winter gear natin in, in Southeast Asia is not like legit for Canadian winters. So yeah, we have like um unique little farmers can yeah mm. when we have them in the, the basics, but sometimes because it, it it gets really really cold and dry and yeah and sometimes my snowstorm. Correct. Kami pa yung, like, um, we were those annoying tourists who would be like, it's the most wonderful time. <laughs> and then we would be like, no, everyone. Amazing. Look at the snow. Look at that. Like, we were, like, at maybe, like, good three days. We were just yeah. amazingly in awe of the snow and, like, the flurries and all of that. Pero, like, after three days, we were like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're not ready for this like I, I i literally did not have the right gear and i i slipped and then i had a sprain Ooh. so i guess one thing that i wish i learned um was when i had that sprain we didn't fully understand like the healthcare system here ah. so we were like so do we go to the hospital or like will they talk to us and then like we just like oh are you in pain Chris said yeah I am but can, can you survive I'm like yeah okay then you're okay so, basic first aid man. basic yeah. first aid like if you can walk on it if you can put weight on it you're probably fine yeah so we did go to the hospital but then you know given my medical history mm-hmm. um, and what happened to me like it, it was kind of nerve-wracking and until now um, we're still not in the system so apparently you need to get into the system to be able to kind of um, yes and then you know. yeah to be able to enjoy the benefits of the system but then it, it's a long way to get into the system so we're still in the journey to get into it but then at least we kind of understand now what to do to be able to get the proper medical care but And then, you know, it's not as flowery as, you know, free medical, um, you know, support and coverage, but there's a different process now. Of course, it's free. Yeah. Um, But like, there's a waiting list. You have to find a family Mm. doctor. Yeah. yeah. Unlike there in the Philippines, when I had a problem, I just go straight to my cardio. Hey, let's do this. As long as your insurance Mm. can pay for it, done. 
Um, so there. And then those those other things, like even when I got my first paycheck, I was like, oh, uh, the tax is, Yeah, the tax is like, oh, this oh, is the same. The tax rate, this is. Oh, is it? Yeah. I would say. I, I was surprised. I was I was thinking like it was, I didn't research, to be honest, the tax part. So I was like, oh, the same. Do you feel your tax is working for you though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So important question to ask. Definitely, Mark. Um, yeah, so we, at least uh, we see uh, the taxes uh, go to social goods, social services. So um, healthcare is socialized here. Um, it's it's free, yes, for for taxpayers. Um, yun nga lang, you have to sign up. You have to find a family doctor, and then it's always a triaging thing where the family doctor will see you first and then refer you to specialists later. So you can't, um, you can't go straight to a specialist. Right. The parks here are great. I mean, Champa is all free, mm-hmm. um, especially now it's spring. So a lot of people are going out to the park, sitting on the grass, yeah. having picnics and barbecues. So that's part of your taxes also. To yeah. be fair, like I think us in our circle, we're pretty blessed that we're pretty insulated from the problems that if, you know, if you, it, of the government and all of that like we feel pretty insulated but then in reality like outside of that bubble that we have there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that you didn't realize that you, you know you don't even appreciate that oh you you should have mm-hmm. a good you know safe walking yeah, like absolutely. distance from this place to that place uh-huh. you should have without fear you know, for your life or belongings yeah. yeah like i didn't even think to ask these things like until you actually experience it because it's just you're just so used to how things are done there and like yeah that's why we said we were comfortable because we were in that bubble mm-hmm. but outside that bubble you, we need to realize it's not we're privileged to have that it so, was it was a privilege. yeah so i guess that's the feeling here like i feel like we're also still privileged mm-hmm. to experience what we're experiencing so we still don't know what's outside that right right now well fortunate for us clearly yeah how about is there something that you probably wouldn't have known if it didn't make this move you think i think it's a story of i know professional and personal development so um and this is part of the reflection that i've had and like i talked to ian friend and friends about like transferring uh countries or moving companies you, you can grow professionally um have more opportunities when you transfer. Um, but also there's an aspect of personal development. So um, I don't know if like your listeners are like living independently or living at home with family. In the bubble but, for sure. Yeah, yeah, in the bubble. Um, but here, like a lot of it is like, you really have to do it yourself. So because mm. labor is expensive, um, you have to learn like new skills that you probably wouldn't learn if you were living with your family at home in Manila or if, if general labor is pretty accessible, like like in Manila or Southeast Asia. So for example, um, I had to learn how to install a bidet. The oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Did I mean, you learn that off of YouTube? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Where else? <laughs> True. And it's a rite of passage among uh, newcomers uh, Filipi- Filipino community. Oh, nag install ka na ba ng bidet? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing here. So... It's not a thing here. Yeah, it's funny. So you buy something off you buy a bidet off Amazon, you, yeah. you watch the tutorials and then install it yourself. Yeah. So personal development, um, life skills, definitely. Mm. Like I learned how to cook, learning how to do the laundry better, 
mga ganon. Um, and as as you develop in your life, parang people usually get houses, so house renovations, home mm. renovations that you have to do yourself. And, you know, it's pretty expensive to hire carpenters, contractors, ganon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a hard one. Well, well, for me, what I wouldn't have realized uh, if we didn't move here would be the what if will never go away. There will always be a what if, even when you're here. I guess even if we stayed and decided not to go here, like there will always be a what if. So my what ifs now are just different. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's more like, at least for me personally, it's it's the what if that I can live with right now. In all the choices that you make, it's always going to be like, what if I did this better or did that? route versus this route what if I stayed and you know flourished my career which I loved in the Philippines like it's always going to be there um but then like you just need to make sure it's the one that you're willing to live with and it's Mm. not as if it's the end of the world right like right now if if god forbid something happens and we we this we realize this is not what we wanted like I also realized that you can change what you want, mm-hmm. right? You can not, uh, do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have friends here or like, you know, our, our life pegs who are like our titas and titos of Toronto who have lived their lives and like decided to stay here, decided to go back and everything. It's just amazing how at this point, and, and maybe I'm too late in the game, I'm just realizing that, you know, it will just be a series of choices that you mm-hmm. just... Mm. make happen that's true yeah oh my gosh convince me some more <laughs> why should i consider moving to canada what why? would be top three top three reasons, top three reasons why kind of i think first for me is um i think you see your taxes work better or at least more more hard working mm-hmm. um Alright, anywhere else naman, apart from <laughs> Oh my wow. word. <laughs> no, but in, in yeah, Canada is a bit uh, a bit more leaning towards socialism. So um socialized healthcare. I mean, kite naman, let's say Singapore, for example, hardworking and taxes, but healthcare is not socialized. It's mm. it's privatized parent. Yeah, so definitely I think taxes. Um number two is standard of living i think um there's a bit more semblance of at least from my observation there's a bit more semblance of work-life balance and only because parang the outside factors are not an issue so like you're not, not spending in the way yes you're not spending three hours on edsa oh, so true. Diba, to go home you're not scared na, baka mas na ako. Mm. Parang ganun. So work-life balance is a bit better because like the external factors are taken care of by the government or by society or by or by by the community. You want to add anything? No, you're also <laughs> a third reason. And I'm, that's a hard one. The third reason I think is opportunities. Um mm. so definitely being in Philippines or Southeast Asia or Singapore, like there are great opportunities, especially if you're based in Singapore to to kind of um, grow in that region. But when you're placed in the North American region, ibang set din ng opportunity. So um, mm. you can work for the US or you can 
uh, work for European countries or travel to European countries, travel to the U.S. Mm. Um, so yeah, opportunities are definitely different. Right. Um, some better, some 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 are trade-offs, but definitely it's a different set of opportunities. Yeah, it's it's hard because like in every place outside where you grew up, there's always going to be an amazing reason why that should be the place that you want to try. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you can always find a reason why you'd want Canada, like the weather, all of mm -hmm. that and amazing. But but in the end, it's also like the practical sense of, you know, where is the country right now in terms of like accepting immigrants, treating mm -hmm. immigrants, all of that. So we have to accept we're at that kind of, uh, we're, we're in a different category in that country, like in every country that we decide to move to, which category do you fall? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. are you able to kind of live with that? So I guess when you were choosing between all the countries that you research and the school and program that you you had, it was really this one that felt like we had a chance. A fighting to, chance. To yeah, a, a fighting chance and, and a chance to fulfill the why, our why, which is, mm -hmm. you know, have that, have that you know, second citizenship probably like if we down the road down the road or you know there's actually a path to go back if we wanted to go back you know it it had all the qualifications that we 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 hoped for and prayed for um to meet what we wanted as a couple but i guess until unless you define that it, it will be hard to say why this and not that right i just wanna i know um May caveat ka ba? May caveat, yeah, definitely. Ah. Like, it's not all roses, definitely. Yeah, no. mm -hmm. Like, there are challenges then. There are um, things that you have to overcome. And there's a lot of growth and development. So it's not all roses um, if, yeah. if, if you decide to come or if one of your listeners decides to come. Again, like, I need to, we, we constantly recognize that we were very blessed and privileged um, with the with the move that we've had here, like when we when you listen to the journey of other people, it's it's not the same. Like it's, it's same. super tough sometimes, and it's super easy sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's like every journey is different, and it's just about getting the right advice, talking to the right people to be ready for it. Because it's mm -hmm. you'll never be ready for it, but then at least you equip yourself to the best possible kind of chance. Right. Well, we don't want to discourage anyone. But yeah. who would you not recommend migrating to? I think off the top of my head, and this is also a common theme with the people I connect with back home. Parang if you're if you're a person who's really, really tight-knit with your family mm. um, and friends and support system back in Manila, and you can't survive on long distance or oh, like time distance. difference, or yeah. like you're not that technologically savvy. And you're super tight knit with your family. Parang that's one type of person that I would not recommend migrating, or I would not like recommend um migrating to Canada too. Or at least like get used to like online LDR, which which we should all kind of be have a better test right of, now. But still not the same. Right. Exactly, exactly. So don't expect that you you know I can just fly to and I will I, I am super close to, for example, my family and my grandparents. So it's it was very tough for me to realize that I won't be able to fly every other weekend to you know my, my grandparents in Palawan. So that's mm -hmm. like a big thing I had to get over to to make this that was a big factor for me uh coming here. So that makes sense. Yeah, that's I think that's the big biggest 
factor. Like really detaching yourself from um, your already built network of support system. Yeah, yeah. For me, if you're expecting, like, I don't know, if you're at that point in your, I guess, career where you think, you know, I can just easily translate whatever I've had, I've been doing Mm -hmm. back in Canada and earn the same. You copy paste? Nope. Mm -hmm. Like, you it's not gonna be that way like you you'll need to realize some somewhere something's gotta give either the amount of money that you take home or you know the work that you were doing or the luxuries that you've had in our bubble back home Mm -hmm. gotta be ready to um give up yeah it's a give and take Oh my gosh, this is such a good conversation. But <laughs> we have to wrap up at some point. And that point is now. Let's leave the listeners with your top tips for someone who's considering making the move. Top tip. I think research. Mm. Like, ilang Excel files ang meron ka? Oh my yeah. gosh, Mark. <laughs> Hindi lang Excel files, Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Pa-drop okay. naman ng link. <laughs> Ready na. May PowerPoint slides. Gumagawa na kami ng PowerPoint because like a lot of people are asking us, oh, how do we do what you did? Oh, and we're kind of tired like repeating the same thing so we're making visual Like send now. link. <laughs> Here you go. No, but I think knowing is half the battle. Like definitely mm. knowing the options and not just for, for Canada. Like um, know that there are options out there. Like the Filipino talaga is world class. Like and that's something we realized over our, our journey so far. Parang um, in Singapore, in Canada, parang a lot of people only see Filipinos as this particular like archetype, but they don't realize na ang galing pala ni ganito or ganyan. Mm. Um, sad to say, diba? parang a lot of our OFWs are uh, general labor or... It's not sad to say. It's more like... Um, you know, we, or the reality of it. The opportunities that open up for us aren't automatically like in the Philippines. You know, you can get into PNG so right after college. No. Yeah, yeah. So it's not sad to say. It's just that it's not what you probably expected when you graduated college. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, yeah um, I think Filipinos can prove like the world wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we can be good mid-level managers, high uh, high upper management. We're mm-hmm. good. We're good data engineers. We're good computer scientists. We're good, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty good everywhere. Um, so that's one. Knowing is half the battle. Know, know your worth. Know where to place yourself. Know what opportunities are out there. Don't be, fine. don't be placed in the bubble that you've grown up into. Um, don't be placed in an archetype that society, that Filipino society puts you in. Because, you know, once you exit that archetype or that, that culture, parang, there's a lot of things out there. Like you, you won't know talaga until you put yourself out there. Mm. And research definitely like the if if you know okay, I want this country, uh, I want to do this in that country, and research like how to do it. So step by step. So like you have to register. May mga medical, may mga, mm-hmm. uh, may mga uh, different pathways you can choose. Yeah, and then like the logistics of it, like how it's gonna work. Um, your obligations in the Philippines also like. Um, you can't like give drop. up 100%. Yeah, you can't drop everything in the Philippines. So I don't know if you're if you're supporting your family or like you have mortgages in the Philippines. Right. So there are factors uh, to consider and really, really, really planning and knowledge is half the battle. Right. I guess 
my top tip. Oh, you get two tips at a time. <laughs> my top tip would be probably to find your why. I mean, it's the same with everything in life, obviously. But I guess this is something you can't just do on a whim. This is something that you need to be super grounded on your why, super rooted on, you know, what is it at the end of the day that, that why am I here kind of thing? Because it, it, there are a lot of distractions. There are a lot of um, hardships that you have to go through. Um, and, and you can easily forget why you're doing this. And, and, you know, a lot of things can happen to you to feel like, why the heck did I do that? But in the end, if you're really, really clear on your why, I guess it's going to help you with everything else from the research to right. the thinking about the what ifs to, you know, going through each day and figuring out the new life. It's it's really, it's helped us once we've realized our why. Well, those are such wonderful answers. I thought this was all scripted. But uh, <laughs> zero scripts. In fact, we just dragged yeah, guess, this in just now. <laughs> no, I guess because a lot of people, I mean, we've been telling the story now for, for a couple mm-hmm. of times. So we kind of know that in like the usual question. And I miss Mark. Mark, of course, this is, these are the kinds of conversations I miss. This is the guy who told me happiness is a choice. Yeah. <laughs> and that stuck to me, Mark, like, since I... Uh, just one of those things that you pull from air. <laughs> I know, it is. But then no one ever told you that at that situation where, where I really needed it, you're the one who told me happiness is a choice. So I can wow. never Wow. <laughs> and let us leave uh, the rest of the listeners with that. Thank you so much for your time with me today. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Great. You made it this far. If you didn't think all that was just white noise in the background, check out other sessions to hear about a different country. I also have Life and Career Edition in Season 3 and friends from around the world in Season 2. Special thanks to Patrick Chung, who recorded that amazing song from Down Under in Tasmania, and JB Tabuzo for my episode cover arts. You can find links to their profiles on the show's Instagram account at Catch Up Sessions. Catch you next time! Up Sessions, The Great Migration.